Welcome to For the Love of Books, a podcast by North Lancashire Libraries. Hi everyone, welcome back to the North Lancashire Libraries podcast For the Love of Books. My name is Chris Wilson, the eServices Librarian, and today I am joined with Gillian Hunt and, and Judy Maguire, who are two of our customer services li- librarians as well. And the topic we thought we would come to you and talk to you about today was pretend holiday beach reads, because at the moment we don't know if we are going to be able to go on a sunny holiday anywhere. We're still waiting for those restrictions to be lifted, so we thought we'd kind of pretend we were going on one and see how it goes from there. So, so guys, we're still waiting to find out. Um, how much are you missing being able to go to kind of sunny holidays abroad? Gillian, you, you've went in <laughs> nice abroad places before. Are you missing getting out and about? I am, I am, yeah, yeah. I feel it's starting to kick in. Um, got a caravan booked for not too far away, so I'm really looking forward to that, no matter what the weather's like. Um, so, um, yeah, but I think, yeah, sort of knowing that you know, it's like year two now and, um, you know, you're not, not going to get away sort of for a good break, you know, it's, yeah, that's, I'm missing it, yes. I'd be lying and, if I said no. And Judy, what about yourself? Are you longing to fly away somewhere nice? Well, yeah, what we're still holding out the hope that we might get to visit my aunt who lives in France. So we weren't able to do that last year but we're still entertaining some hope that we might be able to do it this year so yeah <laughs> yeah I mean I, I don't think it would have been happening this year but I think just the fact that we can't go it's made me longing for my my love of Disney World to be able to go <laughs> <laughs> however that probably was realistic in the first place anyway so maybe it's just the restriction of not being allowed to go that's what's making I know I know it's hard when you've got wee ones because they always say about <laughs> holidays with children is just child care in a different location so <laughs> <laughs> so um is we always play a big part in and getting away in a sunny holiday for you guys well Jillian, what's what's your thoughts on on reading while you're brought, uh, on holiday is that always a kind of thing for you oh yeah because it's just that sign that you're actually stopping taking a breath relaxing you know I mean, people always laugh because you always say, I'll never have time to read when you're a librarian, you know, but a lot of time you don't. I think people think <laughs> that your job is, oh, I'd love to be a librarian just sitting and reading all the time, you know. Hello, that doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, you know, so um, it's just, it's almost like, I, I, I what I really like to do as part of going on holiday is like, you know, picking my books to take with me is like, you know, and I always still do take real books. I don't, you know, have a Kindle or anything, but I do like, picking my books, you know, like picking three books maybe to take away on holiday with me. And I'm that, like, that's part of the getting ready, you know. That was like a dagger to the e-services librarian's heart there. I do, but I don't, I don't, do, I don't read them when I'm on holiday. I, that's the time where I, I just have no, you know, real regular books. Um, yeah, <laughs> sorry. That's all right. I'll, I'll forgive you, I'll forgive you. And Judy, what about you? Is it, is it a big part of your holidays have been able to kind of get away and get reading on holiday? Yeah, I think it's it's a big part of going anywhere. But I think there was one disastrous year when I unpacked my case and found that I hadn't put the books in oh. that I had care, carefully chosen to take with me and was mm. looking forward to and they just weren't there. So um, I actually ended up having to buy quite overpriced books. and um, I can't even remember where it was now. I remember that about it, but I don't remember which country I was in. But I remember having to search for something that I could read because it's, I just think it's terrible to be anywhere and, and find yourself without a book. 
Yeah. Funnily, if you, when you mentioned about overpriced books, it wasn't necessarily the price I noticed, but whenever the last time I was abroad, it was in America, and I felt as if the, the actual quality of the book wasn't up to the kind of same quality that you get over here. It was the kind of paper and things like that. It just wasn't the same yeah. kind, mm-hmm. of, kind of like quality that paper that uh-huh. you get from pr- mm-hmm. uh, publications over here. Same with so. chocolate. <laughs> in America yeah that, that yes. is also true that's candy also true. it's candy <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what makes reading such a central part of the of a beach holiday then for you guys uh, is what what's the kind of sort of main reason for why it's kind of well thought of in terms of and that then one of those things that people always pack make sure they pack whenever they're going abroad and on a holiday Judy what, what, what do you think it is that makes it such a central thing yeah to be honest, I probably might not read on the beach because I just think it's quite messy that <laughs> you end up with your book full of sand and, you know, suntan lotion and probably a bit of seawater. Um, so it would probably be more, you know, if I was lucky enough to be somewhere with a balcony mm. to sit in the sun, Very you know, nice. and read on the balcony or even at the pool. Probably not on the actual beach, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> and what what about you, Jane? What was what's your thoughts for um for why it's maybe kind of such an essential part of? Yeah, of yeah, I think it's just that whole thing. Like you know, you've got a full day to do what you like. Really, you know, you don't have it's you, you are in holiday mode, um, and it's just sort of like what will I do? Oh, I'll just read, you know, because I don't have actually have any, you know, it's my holiday. And I'm with Judy there. I would pr- probably prefer to sit in a balcony or a terrace bar or something like that, and um, you know, just just have a, do a bit of reading um, and and do that. With way a and nice glass of with nice glass of wine, wine maybe as well. Yeah, yeah, and just just relax. But yeah, just sort of like you know to have a nice view and just be relaxed. And it, it's just that knowledge that yes, you are just taking that step back, breathing, and just you know getting stuck into a good book. Where you know sometimes you know. Just to sort of binge a book, you know, where you just wouldn't get that normally in real life. You could just do that, just sit and read all day. Yeah, mm. yeah. For me, I think it is that kind of escapism thing. Like people do kind of use holidays as that kind of getting away from the kind of stresses of their kind of real work life and mm-hmm. things like that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. And 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 kind of reading on that on that kind of trip away does mean that you kind of get that kind of added escapism as well because you're kind of escaping the kind of the imaginary world or whatever it is that you're reading about and things so uh, I, that's kind of why I think it's probably quite an important part for people as well and is there any certain type of books that you guys think make a really great holiday read for for whenever you're off on, on the holidays um join what makes a great holiday read for you um, I would say, um, you know, I actually, again, I would go back to like picking a book. So maybe if there's a book, I'll be like, no, I'm going to keep that from a holiday. You know, I would keep books. I would, you know, say I'm going to, you know, that's a book that I want to savour. I want to sit and read it in really big chunks. You know, I don't want to be picking up at night when I'm tired. You know, so I will set books aside and, and, and keep them for holiday. Um, I have made the mistake of, you know, like taking one one time it was like set in Siberia in 1948 or something like that. <laughs> and, and like reading it in Mallorca, it was just like, yeah, this didn't happen. So, yeah, I know like people like that, that kind of beachy type read. So I think, yes, yeah, sort of maybe setting a, you know, um, you know, sort of setting the scene and reading something, you know, um, it's maybe sort of like holiday-ish or warm-ish, tropical or. Yeah, um, that. That idea of 
that idea of creating a, a kind of reading list just for going on holiday, it makes me wonder how big that reading list of viewers may be at this point since we've not been able to go on a proper holiday yeah, for a while. Exactly, I know. <laughs> no. Judy, what about yourself? What uh, what yeah. the types of books makes a great mm-hmm. reading holiday for you? What I really like is if you can read something that's set where you actually are. Right. You know, and and one of the best experiences I ever had was when we were actually in Crete and we were going to visit Spinalonga, which is the leper colony that Victoria Hislop's book, The Island, is based around. Um, so we actually went to Plaka, which is the village where they stayed before people who were unfortunately sent to Spinalonga. And it, it was just amazing, like all the places that, that were mentioned in the book were things that we could see and that, that we were actually there. So I, I really quite like if, you know, if you're in France, maybe mm. to read a book that's set in France or, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just think that that's really quite nice. Yeah. But I, yeah. I can identify with what's going on in the book as well. I can see mm-hmm. how that could add an extra dimension to the book that you're reading, kind of being in the place and being in the culture that it's set in and things like that. That's that's very that's kind of a good idea for I think for for that. Um, and as you both mentioned, you do like to take an actual physical books with you rather than e books. My heart beats a little bit every time yes. I say it. Yeah. <laughs> What's your thoughts on leaving books behind in, ho- in, in hotels and, and places you stay in and things like that? Obviously not library books because we would never obviously not. do no. that. But, but I mean, obviously uh-huh. you do go to these places and sometimes you do find like kind of reading the shelf and things like that. Would you leave your book behind once you've read it at, in, in your hotel? <laughs> Jelly, you yes, know. I would. Yes. Yeah, I have done. Yeah. And I've picked up other books as well. Um, I, I quite like doing that, actually. I quite like leaving my books um, and sort of yeah, gifting them to other people. Well, if I, I mean, even if I've not enjoyed them, probably. But uh, yeah, if I really enjoyed it, yeah, I would leave it and let someone else, you know, enjoy it as well. Yeah. Uh-huh. It tends to be library books that I take on holiday, mm. mm-hmm. so you know, it wouldn't be appreciated <laughs> by North Lanarkshire if I donated them to a hotel somewhere. Yeah. But I mean, if it was my own book, I probably would be quite happy to do that. But as I mm-hmm. say, it's normally a library book. Mm-hmm. I, would have with me. I suppose it does kind of give you a little bit extra luggage space as well if you get rid of the books out you're, out yes, you're you the way have, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I have to admit I'm a bit of a book hoarder I don't like getting rid of my books so I would feel probably quite difficult to get rid of it. but one of the things I do remember um, whenever I was abroad one year I took one of the World Book Night books that I was given to gift out and, and left it for the maid of the hotel room and she left this nice wee note uh, about, about it afterwards and it, I just always kind of remember that kind of, it was quite kind of a sort of heartfelt kind of wee note from the maid about like really appreciating being left a book because you never oh, know nice. which was which was nice it was definitely that was a nice wee touch um and if we can't get away this summer because as i say we're, we're kind of still waiting to find mm-hmm. out um have you found your outside reading spot that you guys would be kind of looking to kind of find in, in the hope of a great good British summer this year. Who knows if we'll get the sun or not, but we may get a nice, bright, sunny summer in Britain. Have you found that ideal spot that you will kind of try and replicate the the kind of that, that those balconies that you are thinking of whenever you're going on holiday? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Judy, yeah. Judy, where would you likely to, to be reading, do you think? Well, mm. recently we've 
been walking quite a lot in Pollock Park, which is a big kind of estate. Um, or, you know, in the olden days, it was the estate for Pollock House. And even although we've been quite a few times, we discovered bits of it that we'd never seen before. And there's bits like you can actually go through the trees and there's a really, and it's actually called the quiet space. And it's just lovely and the park can be really busy, but this bit of it isn't. And so one day we took our sandwiches there and what was really nice was that it was a couple sitting, both reading their books in this this place. Mm. And I thought, mm, that's a good idea. And you just get, <laughs> when it's a sunny day, you get the kind of dapple of sunlight through the trees. So I think, yeah, I think that might be my space of choice. That sounds like <laughs> a lovely little space. A nice little nook that you found in the in the middle of, of, of a kind of usual busy mm-hmm. park which is nice. Yeah Jelly. you can sit on a tree trunk sorry you can <laughs> sit on a tree trunk yeah. and read your book. Get, get back to nature while reading a book that sounds good. Um, yeah. Joy what about, what about yourself? Yeah well I mean I quite happily sit anywhere yeah I mean I do like a nice park bench and you know um, a cup of coffee and happy to do that as well but as I say I'm looking forward I'm going to be to a caravan and it's going to be on the beach in the Solway Firth and so I am looking forward to that and it's got a nice beautiful view right out onto the beach so I think that's a perfect spot um I won't be sitting on the beach I'll be sitting on the balcony of the caravan but um that that's that's a really nice spot to read actually if the sun's on you it's nice hopefully it's not hopefully it is rather (laughs) (laughs) this summer (laughs) so yeah that that'd be my that's gonna be my reading spot for that's my um that's what that's what I'm planning my books for at the moment yeah yeah if it isn't quite so good weather, you'll you'll be able to sit inside the caravan and hear yes, that kind of tinkling noise on the roof mm-hmm. as it yeah, rains. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that can also be quite a relaxing sound as well. I know, uh, yeah, you know, actually, is it's really cosy. Yeah, yeah, the alternative Scottish summer. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh. You know, I, um, I I think my my outdoor reading place is probably my garden, but um, but it's kind of somewhere that the sun kind of travels as obviously as the day goes on and so so kind of you have to kind of like chase it as it goes around the building mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so, I, so the, the reading spot kind of has to has to change as the day goes on if you're if, if you might be out there for a long time which is which is kind of can be fun to try and kind of find the, the perfect location as you have to go around and find, find points where you need to get out of the sun sometimes if it's too warm <laughs> So yeah, but now onto the really important part of the podcast, though the the reading recommendations for mm. what would be your kind of big pretend holiday beach read recommendations for anyone this year, Gillian, What are you on your reading list? You you were saying that you you set them aside, so you, this should be fairly easy for you. you? Yeah, well, um, <laughs> how long have you got, really? Because I know I keep adding to it, as you say. Um, well, do you know, actually, funnily enough, in the run up to this, I haven't really been reading as much as I normally do. I don't know. It's just the whole lockdown pandemic just sort of I've been turning to what I call you know my, my fluff stuff <laughs> like, <laughs> my things, you know I haven't been reading my sort of heavy tomes which I've been reading before so you know I've just been in that that Bridgerton mode at the moment I call it at the moment where I've just been watching Bridgerton binge watched it um, and we we actually did we've been buying some of the Bridgerton titles for the library and I've got got some in Borrow Box as well so I might try one of the Bridgerton novels I'm not sure I might try one of them <laughs> but um, I've been reading you know some of us go to feel good authors you know so um, uh, I've been reading when some author I love is Mike Gale I love Mike Gale and so I just finished his last one which was um, Half a World Away um, which you know if you love reading through tears it's just 
like lovely fantastic such a good book <laughs> so his new one is called all the lonely people says out in hardback and so I'm looking forward to that one so that one's definitely on my list you might go um and I was thinking I might go back and reread uh Marion Keys I just finished her um Growing Ups one which came out last year and that's fantastic as well and that's a great read you know really really good um so I'd maybe go back I think I might go back and reread some some books as well you know which I don't normally do um and I do like again going back to big books as well and you know so maybe it's time to like read a good biography or something. So I was thinking about Barack Obama's Promised Land, but it's about 800 pages. I'm yeah, thinking, can I manage yeah. that? So my, my, my backup choice to that would, would be, if I was going to read that, I would read Sharon Stone's autobiography. It's called The Beauty of Living Twice, which apparently is really fantastic. It just came out, like I think, just last um, end of March, I think. And um, I don't know if you know, but she had a stroke or she had two strokes. And um, it was just all about her life and sort of moving from that world and then just sort of having to deal with different things um, to, to do with the after effects of her stroke. Um, and it's 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 been getting really great reviews. So that's sort of like a biography I'm really keen to read. And um, again, I was just going to catch up on authors that I've liked and then want to read a wee bit more of. And I've picked two crime authors. One is Joseph Knox, um, who's a crime writer, and he, he writes based his um, characters are based in Manchester. And um, so I'm going to read a wee bit more of his. He's actually got a new book coming out this summer, which is based on a true crime story, but he's written, he's fictionalised it. But I'm going to catch up on some of his before his new one comes out. And the other one's a Scottish crime author, Claire Askew, which we've had here as well. So I'm keen to read more of her crime novels. Um, and that's what I'm going to catch up on. Yeah. Mm. Sounds good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How about yourself, Judy? What's on your, your hit list of, for the holiday period? Yeah, well, as I said, they're quite like things that are set in different countries as holiday reads. Um, and I, I mentioned The Island. So, of course, now there is a sequel to The Island, which is called One August Night, and that's Victoria Hislop. So I haven't started it yet but I do have it in my hot sticky hand so <laughs> quite looking forward to to reading that I can't say that I'll be going to Crete this year but nonetheless looking forward to reading that um there's an Alexander McCall Smith book that I read it's called My Italian Bulldozer and it's <laughs> it's um set in Italy which is not surprising <laughs> by the title um, and it's about the main character goes to hire a car and there's nothing left apart from this bulldozer. So he decides just to take that because it's got a bit of a journey to go on. So um, it's kind of about his adventures travelling through Italy. And he's also a food, so he's going into restaurants and, and things that he's going to be writing up about later. So there's descriptions of all these lovely meals that he has as well. <laughs> and I just think that's always really nice, you know, the, the landscape, the surroundings and then the wine and the food. And <laughs> so that's a good one. And it's kind of it's it's very gentle and it's, you know, it's humorous and a little bit poignant. But, you know, it's going to have a happy ending somehow. So that's a, I think that's quite a nice holiday read. Um, I also quite like books that are hot <laughs> and I don't mean hot in any kind of sexual sense but <laughs> you know 
there are a, a few books I think that are written around the heat wave in 1976. Okay. I know you'll be far too young to remember that sort of thing, Chris, but <laughs> Gillian, maybe I you're do. just about yeah, old enough. Um, but the Joanne Cannon book, The Trouble with Goats and Sheep, that's set oh, in that's the heat wave of 1976. Uh -huh. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's about like two wee girls, really. I think they're like 10 and 11. And someone from their street has disappeared. So, I mean, it's it's almost like a kind of grown-up Enid Blyton, you know. It's um, <laughs> they're they're trying to solve this mystery, and they're they're trying to put together bits of things that they've heard adults talking about and try and make sense of them. But obviously, it's you know, unlike Enid Blyton, the characters do have some depth, and there are sort of grown-up <laughs> issues. Less ginger more. Yeah, well, there's mention of things like Angel Delight, which if you're, if you're old enough again, you might remember as a 70s classic, and Baby Sham and things like that. So I quite liked all those kind of references as well. And then like the Maggie uh, Maggie O'Farrell yes. one, Instructions for Heatwave, that's again, that's the 1976 heatwave that we're yeah. talking about. Mm -hmm. So I quite like like books that evoke that whole kind of, you know, mm -hmm. everyone being too hot and mm -hmm. everything, you know, the land being dry and needing water and it just, you can almost feel it, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So these are some of my recommendations. On the contrary, and I hope your caravan is not like this, but mm -hmm. I've also just started reading Summer Water by Sarah Moss oh. and it's set in a it's set in a Scottish holiday camp uh -huh, uh -huh. in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> and so enough. It, it takes, the whole book takes place over just one day, which mm -hmm. is just this day of absolutely relentless rain. And it's about, you know, the different characters and, you know, you get all the kind of backstory to, to where they've come from and what's happening in their lives. But against this whole background and you can just picture that as well of a, mm -hmm. a grey Scottish day with, with rain and more rain. <laughs> so, but that, that's a good one as well. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Cool. I do, I do think it's quite amazing whenever authors can kind of manage to kind of write a book over, over that kind of just a sh really short period of time like that because mm -hmm. they basically like, try to kind of write out like the, the, the extend the story out that long but but for just to kind of cover that short period there must be quite a difficult challenge to do uh, kind of from a writing point of view mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah. and so it's quite it's quite, be quite interesting to kind of see how, how she manages to do that so yeah um one last thing before we go obviously we have um reopened some of our libraries so what how, how has it been getting back into the libraries for, for you guys it's, it's been a long long wait to kind of get our doors back home um, what, how are you fight, feeling being back and welcoming some of the library members back into the library? How's it been going, Gillian? Yeah, it's been great. Yes, again, everybody is just really pleased to have us back, you know, and uh, yeah, just appreciative that they can come back in and pick more books, you know, um, just chatting with people, you know, they've, I mean, obviously, I think people have got used to it by now as opening and closing and opening again. But, you know, people have sort of adapted in other ways and, um, you know, lots of, getting lots of tales of, you know, sharing books with their neighbours, starting little reading groups um, with, with it in their streets and sharing books and um, and finding new authors. So I've had quite a lot of few people in saying, got a list of new authors, I want more books. Um, so 
So I, I hope more than anything that has really ignited a love of a love of reading more in people. You know, what about you, mm-hmm. Judy? I think people have really appreciated the fact that we have got so many new books. Yes. Because, yes. you know, we'd had a lot delivered and so they've not just been coming out gradually because we've mm-hmm. not been opened. Uh-huh. So it's like this big splurge of new books. New books. And yeah. I think people coming in I think on the Monday when we opened, people were like, Oh wow, there's there's such and such and there's this and there's that and they were actually genuinely quite excited about it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, the other thing is I think people have really worried about having books at home. You know, mm-hmm. like yes. this has been due back five months ago or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're so relieved just to get, you know, go have here it is, I brought it back. <laughs> and it's just a, a relief to for them to probably because their houses are full of books and things, but I, well, that's it. I know, I know mine is. <laughs> I know, I know, yeah. I know. But I think as well, we'll, we'll probably yeah, be like, you know, yeah, we'll probably be recreating some sort of like displays for beach reads or holiday reads as well, you know, just to sort of keep that um, keep that alive because we normally do that. I mean, we'll probably not be putting the travel books out this year, but, you know, um, you know, maybe just keeping it in the, keeping it local, keeping it in the UK and sort of celebrating the great outdoors and what's on your doorstep and as well. And then encouraging yeah. On the day that we went back, the Christmas display was sitting there looking a bit forlorn because <laughs> that was the last day. You know, it was like the Marie Celeste. We just walked out and and there no. it was. So get to be able to change that for something yes. a bit more seasonal. Absolutely. Yeah. It is, it is fantastic to to see that people are getting back in. Um, I, I've kind of paid a little visit to Airdrie and to Coat Bridge Library um, the last week or so just to kind of pop in and um, get some photographs and things for our social media and things like that. And it was it was lovely to see people coming in and and being able to enjoy the, the service again. And we've had some nice kind of comments online as well about people missing it and being kind of really looking forward to getting back in to kind of change up their books and things like that. So that it has been kind of nice to kind of hear the that we've been missed, which is mm-hmm. everybody yeah. likes to be missed, don't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's just hope we can stay open. You know, my fingers crossed across that we can we can stay open over the summer, and you know, that, <laughs> that would that would be the best holiday wish if we could it have would. one. If, if we can just Absolutely. keep ourselves open for to to provide books for anyone who is going to be getting away on holiday, so that would be that would yeah, be a lovely way to kind of to have Absolutely. the live service working <laughs> <laughs> well thank you much guys for, for joining me for this episode it has been good fun kind of hearing what you guys think of holiday reads and things like that um, we do have more episodes of the podcast coming our way um, so do watch out for more podcasts coming and Gillian and you I think you're up for the next one with a book, book I am week yes. special yes book week um, special and uh, we are, and as we have mentioned, we are back open, so you can come and visit nine of our libraries at the moment, and with more reopening soon as well. So do watch out for more information on that. And always, you can also still use Borrowbox as well. So do kind of look into downloading the Borrowbox app and getting your password for that if you need it at www.culturenl.co.uk slash password request um if you have enjoyed this episode of the podcast do leave us some feedback using the hashtag flb podcast on twitter or by dropping us an email to librarypodcast at northland.gov.uk and we'll be back again soon but that's all for us just now guys bye for now